Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now more stony. Yes. Also, also <laughs> with a lot more uh, not seeing things. <laughs> a lot more not now with less now more obscured. You know, audience, how you've never been able to see us. Guess what? We can't see us either. <laughs> <laughs> Today, you're gonna have to use your imaginations. Oh boy. So yeah, we are back once again with the continued exploits of the Doorkeepers of the Duot, episode 176. Been at this for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, that's what's one word for it. Yeah, I believe when last we left our heroes, the Doorkeepers had arrived at the uh, the Aku Minute, otherwise known as the Guardian Vault, at which point they decided to attempt to dig out the entrance to it and then have been attacked by a giant dinosaur that had wrecked your faces. At which point you had fled for your lives, rested up, returned back, going, we'll get that dinosaur this time, just to find out that he oh, wandered off. Oh, and we off. nerfed the dinosaur. No, we made the dinosaur no. stronger. You buffed the dinosaur. <laughs> we nerfed him to be killable, so yeah. there's that. And then he wandered off because like Because I don't trust our dice to destroy that cartouche that it has. Yeah. I would much rather just be able to wail on it from afar. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, those five <laughs> seconds that we fought that dinosaur, and I say five seconds instead of six seconds for a round because Sudi didn't even get to go. <laughs> yep. uh, you're like, the five <laughs> yeah. seconds we fought that dinosaur was really bad. Let's make him tougher. I mean, we got we got bit a few times in those five seconds. I'm telling you, we'd have to do an orbital strike and all have fly on and shoot him from the yes. sky. It's the only way to be sure. Yep. <laughs> However, you returned back to find out that uh, Sincerit had just watered off, you guess. To go and look for us. Well, actually, apparently. to go look for you. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's a, a, a thinking creature that gets bored just being in one spot. It's like, well, I do have their scent, so let me track their scent back. I mean, yeah. He's just wait. He's just hiding behind an obelisk somewhere next to like the invisible portal that Hollis <laughs> left behind, going, I'm going to get you. Just waiting. I mean, if he's got the uh, stealth ability from the like the Spinosaurus in Jurassic Park three, it wouldn't surprise mm -hmm. me. See, there and you he's go. also undead, so it's not like he has to go. Yeah, anywhere. he doesn't have other plans. Say, infinite patience. Time is on my side. You had then, uh, after returning, had a brief conversation with Tefnizu, at which point you decided to go and venture inside of the Akuminate. Entering in, you had found a uh, an interesting chamber containing a statue, which informed you that. Uh, you have to have the Pharaoh's permission to, uh, the, to uh, the Pharaoh's rule is absolute in his presence. His subjects may not so much as breathe without his consent. At which point you'd found that there was a giant hallway full of acid fog and went, oh, okay. And then figured out, oh, look, it doesn't damage stone. Oh, okay. Oh, look, we, we conveniently found this wand of stone skin. Okay. Uh, which I believe you decided to instead use uh, acid resistance. No, we did both. No, yeah, we did. Yeah, I still think there's some sort of trick with the mask and all that to avoid this. But it didn't work. We couldn't I don't know. I, I always think the mask is going to be like the linchpin to cheat the situation, and it never works out that way. So I've just kind of given up on it. I'm just worried about the spell duration running out and the fact that we can't teleport out of here. Oh, yeah. We also can't teleport out yeah. of here. Yes, there's also a teleportation trap here. We can teleport. It's just going to put us somewhere, and we don't know where that is. Yeah, Bottom but it's probably really still pit. here with the acid. That's not going to yeah, help us. That's fair. what I'm saying. <laughs> Puts you into a deeper acid pit. Yeah. Maybe oh, it's just a permanent Lord. acid pit. Oh. Who knows? Anyway. You'd ventured into the uh, this, this acid fog, making your way deeper and deeper as you navigated your way through until uh, eventually you'd reached the point that Sudi had reached before, at which point Citra had noticed that Sudi had narrowly avoided stepping <laughs> on a trap, a greater dispel magic trap. 
Which would have been a real pain. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's just a second. His traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, what if I make a hallway that's a maze, and then it slows you down to half movement speed, and then we give you a means by which to get through it, but then it dispels that means by which to get through it, unless you know and, exactly and what Meanwhile, there's Hakatep listening to this. It's just like, bro, that is sick. High five. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> At which point, uh, Citra had successfully disabled the trap, kind of turned back, and it did that whole horror movie thing where, like, she you know disabled the trap, turned back to Sudi, and she was like, yep, yeah, looks clear. Yeah, gives a little thumbs up, and then this looming shadow steps out of the darkness behind her. <laughs> and she turned around to see this perfectly sculpted, like, statue of David, perfect sculpture of muscle-toned body step forward with the head of a scarab as he'd stepped up, looked down, and then hefted up a mace. And I believe we had left off rolling for some initiative. It's true. And- when you uh, described it as like the head of a scarab, though, I was imagining like the head part of oh, a scarab. Oh yeah, no, he's got a scarab on his head. Like, no, 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 it's the entire scarab <laughs> no, no. body. It is now just the head of a scarab. It, it literally is just a little beady bug <laughs> head of a scarab and a body of a scarab and the legs of a scarab. It's, it's like his a, face it is almost a scarab. looks like he's wearing a scarab mask. Yep. Is what it looks like. Like, like the, the, the front of the scarab expecting. is up. Okay, y'all. So, like, the majority of his face is just the 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 thorax, the shell, or whatever. I believe it's uh, I believe it's the artistic depiction depictions of Kepri. I think is the scarab goddess of uh, ancient so. Egypt. Mm. Either way, it was Maybe. not what I was expecting. So when I zoomed in, I was like, that looks really weird. Oh, it's a whole thing. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, it's a whole thing. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get things started. Cue up a little sirenscape. Sirenscape, get stabbed in the fog. Set the mood of the fog? Sirenscape for setting up the mood. Fog up yep. everything. Start up your fog machines. No. Yep. You turn around, Citrus is waving glow sticks everywhere. It's rapes as well. <laughs> no, that'd be Narmer. Narmer opens his chest and has a little, like, black light shines Narmer's out. in the bag because <laughs> of the acid. Yep. It's true. I'm chafing the bag. True. Yeah, I doubt acid's going to be an effective weapon against anything in this hallway. All right. Let's go ahead and do some initiative. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolled a 13 for a 20. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Sudi Sudi rolled an 18 for a 21. Masika of the Beckon. Masika rolled a 5 for an 8. Well, you're in the back anyway, so, well, you know. I guess that's something. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolled an 11 for a 17. <sighs> well, Starkweather, I'm going to need you to roll Uh-oh. Spaghetti. I rolled an 11 for a... Nine. Nope, an 18. All right. Surprise attack round. Sudikantar, your first initiative. Okay, can I hear it? Like, I guess. You can sense through your feet. Oh, that that's right. There. I got the tremor sense. You that's right. The tremor sense. You can tell that it is 10 feet away from you, five feet on the other side of Citra, who's directly ahead of you. Currently, Sudi, you stand at a corner. Hollis is off towards your left hand side, Citra directly in front of you. You know from memory that there's a turn. You can partially see where the wall curves away to your right. And then the passage continues ahead. Although, again, beyond where Citra is standing right now, you have no far idea how far the passage continues ahead in this thick ochre fog. How tall are the ceilings in here? Eight feet tall. Ah, so much for my plan to try to, like, climb up over Citra. Um, it's worth a shot. Um, eight feet is still room. Well, you're five of those feet, so I'd be squeezing into that spot. Although I'm already can't flat. acrobatics by me? The creature's behind you. you. Yeah, you know what? I could try that. Um, I mean, I've of my over. Mo- 
Yeah, with my movement speed, if I do a jump maneuver, I get a 24 starting, so I think that seems pretty good. And they're, they haven't even gone yet. Um, so yeah, I guess I will try to uh, flip over Citra and this thing. And okay. uh, That is not a jump, that is an acrobatics. I will acrobatics. You attempt to tumble through? I will attempt to tumble however I need to tumble, dramatically. Right. Now it gets into the, how far are you wanting to move? Are you just attempting to move 15 feet forward, assuming it's, because again, you you can I don't sense where it's know, standing. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can tell where it's standing, okay, but you yeah, actually I'll, don't know how much room is on the other side of it. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I just wanna go 15 feet forward and we'll just hope for the best that there, it's not a wall. <laughs> and that's less than half of his movement speed. Uh, no, my movement speed is 50 and that's 15, but, oh no, this isn't difficult terrain. Well, no, this is difficult terrain, isn't it? You're moving at half speed through this area. So to move at your full speed, you have to take a minus 10 to your acrobatics check. Minus five if you have uh, acrobatics as a rogue unlock. Well, I'm not a rogue, so no. Yeah. Or sorry, it's, you increase the DC by five, so by 10, since you don't have that. So yeah, it'll be against his combat maneuver defense plus 10, plus you're moving through a square, so it's a combat maneuver defense plus 15. Because you move at half speed, which would be 25 feet regularly right now, and then you have to tumble at half speed, which would be 12.5 rounded down to 10 feet. Oof, okay. So you okay. can currently um, only tumble 10 feet. Nuts. All right. So with that, that is going to be way too many penalties to even have probably a chance if this thing has any type of stuff. Because if I don't get through that, I, I what? I stop in Citrus Square? Isn't, isn't that how that goes? You would provoke if you could provoke, but it is a surprise attack round. And you would stop in Citrus Square, at which point you'd be ejected back to the last safe square that you were in, which means that if you fail the check, you end up right back in the square you're in right now. Mm, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Um, okay. See what happens. Because... If nothing else, you could wait for me because my tumble is really good. I don't remember if you made the perception check or not. Sudi and Citra are the only ones that are aware. So the only ones that will be acting the surprise. Hollis and Masika are over here like, da da da. This fog's gross. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll I'll delay until after Citra goes and maybe Citra you can get around. If not, I'll, yeah, I'll go for it and I, see what happens. I have the rogue's edge at, for acrobatics, so. And you're only going half your movement speed, so you'll take even less of a penalty. Yeah. Sudi Kantar delays bringing us to the golem. Oh. oh. Seriously, it actually is a golem. It's one of those ones we, we already know fought. what yeah, these are. Oh, I yeah. Right. <laughs> I forgot those were golems. <laughs> I mean, they were some type of a construct. All right. Sure so, uh, yeah, you know what? He's going to heft and swing. This is a surprise attack round. So, since he can't get a full attack, he'll go ahead and vital strike. Oh, yeah. Lame. Might suck. We'll see. A 20 even will not get through the 20% mischance as he steps forward and swings hey. down at you as you are oh, still Oh, he's taking obscured. a mischance too. Take that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not damaging him, but it's still obscuring his vision, mm -hmm. whatever vision this, this thing has. You know, his bug eyes. Yep, his little buggy eyes. Technically, he doesn't have any eyes. No, the scarab has eyes. The scarab has though. eyes. Uh, that's true. Yep. It swings down. You... Like, Citra, you have to stumble out of the way. To be perfectly honest, you realize he misses you more just because of the, you suppose, just the surprise on the case of this thing of just suddenly finding you, since you are aware that they are intelligent constructs and therefore are capable of surprise. Oh. As he just kind of steps out and goes, oh, and then, like, back swings at you. All of you, uh, including Hollis and Masika, although for each of you that are a little further away through this dense, solid fog, it's this muffled voice calls out in Ancient Osiriani. Mm -hmm. I have located them. Oh. 
What are these Terminators? <laughs> Y'all waiting on us? Citra uh, and Nahumra. We have company. She yells before um, attempting an acrobatics to dive over this thing's head and get in the flank. They ain't got no hospitality. <laughs> All right. I mean, technically, we are invading a tomb. There are people buried hey, here. Hey, we got a fancy mask. That to be fair, there's been thing. a lot of people buried all over this place. Like, this entire dungeon is just, like, people bodies. Yes, but this is actually a place where, like, love- people were entombed. <laughs> yeah. I love how often the Phrasmin makes excuse for breaking these tombs. In my defense. That is Jordan making that, not Sudi. You're hiding important keys in the tombs. We need them to save the world. It's all fine. Sudi needs to come back and consecrate literally every square inch of this place. Mm. It's awful. So I'm going to need an acrobatics check. You are tumbling through your opponent's square, which increases the DC by five. And half of your movement speed is, your movement speed is normally 30, correct? Correct. Which means you're moving at half speed, which is 15, which means that if you're acrobatic-seeing at half speed, it would be seven feet, so you have to acrobatics at full speed to get enough momentum to get through it, which means it's going to be against his combat maneuver defense plus 10. Well, we're going to try. Maybe. Mm. Okay. I start with a 28, and I rolled a 13, which gets me a 41. A 41 against his CMD plus 10 will not succeed as his mace slashes back out at you. Dang it. All right, that 61 gets through that mischance, so that means that we are looking at a 40 to hit. Yeah. Oh, Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. Striking home for 13 points of damage as you attempt to spring past him, and then his weapon reaches back around. Again, these hallways are only four feet wide, and so this thing with its mace is just sweeping, cracks into you, and bounces you off the wall as you stumble back, unable to get by it. Sudi, would you like to re-enter the initiative? Why, yes, I would. Um... Jeez. I tried. <laughs> well, you ate, you ate his attack of opportunity, so there's really no reason not to try. So I will I will try to do the same maneuver with his CMD plus 15, and I'm going to just hope I roll really well. Wish I had a turn, because I would so, tell you what my plan is. I'm sure it's a great plan. Mm. All right, so Sudi's going to attempt to tumble past. Uh, I mean, that's a perfect 20, but that uh, with, an ac- with my acrobatics check is only a 36. No. You yeah. attempt yep. to... Like, yep. basically, as it's slamming Citra into the wall, Sudi tries to spring by, goes, ha-ha, and tries to leap up before the thing lets go with one hand and just backhands Sudi as he goes stumbling back down the hallway. I should have hit him first. Dang it. Oh, yeah, you could have debilitated him. Yep. Although well, he's he already go- Actually, no, he'd already gone, yeah. Oh, right, because I, I forgot I went after him. So Sudi has bounced back off, slamming back into the wall, bringing us back around to the beginning, uh, round one of combat. Since Sudi delayed, the golem has first initiative. Dang it, golem. Yep. Oh, I lost my roll off. How sad is that? The golem hefts his weapon again. You know, the concealment made him miss the first time. He hit the second time. He'll go ahead and power attack. And since he's power attacking, that may have been a mistake. Uh, 27. No. Follows that up with a 27. Woo! No. Follows that up with, ooh, that was a nice roll. However, third attack. 25. Aha. No. Yay. You hear him once again state into the darkness behind him. They're fast. And furious, honey. <laughs> We're all about family. Family. <laughs> Sudi, uh, you are unaware of, well, again, you can tell that there's this one ahead of you. However, as he's speaking back, Citra is completely unaware of anything else in the darkness. But Sudi, you can feel this thump, thump. 
thump, vibration of footsteps. As there seems to be something closing, maybe another 10 or 15 feet just on the other side of the one that you believe is in front of Citra. There's another one right behind it now. <laughs> oh, great. Well. Hollis Starkweather. All right, well, before you go switching, um, Hollis is going to... She can see Citra. She can touch Citra. Um, Hollis is going to cast a spell yeah, she has around the corner. never cast before uh, on the show. Um, I'm going to use my Rod of Quicken and cast a swift action invisibility on Citra. Ooh. You can get cool. one sneak attack. And then with my other action, haste the party. Okay. Nice. Nice. I can, also, I can see you. You're going to start moving soon and I won't be able to see all of you, but I can see you all now. That means that you can make the move without taking the... Uh, the penalty for moving more than half your movement speed, at least. So there's that. Correct. The haste means that basically you're moving at regular movement speed now. Yeah. Yes. Because you're half speed because of the fog, but then haste. thought we were fast before. So, yep. You reach out, slap Citra. Citra, you feel this tingling sensation. It's that weird thing where because of the fog, you're actually somewhat still aware of where Citra is. There's like this invisible void surrounded by fog in roughly the shape of Citra. <laughs> so you're like, huh. Odd. At which point, Hollis chants, and uh, all of you feel this tingling sensation run through you as your blood quickens. All right, get them. Get them, boys and girls. Get them, y'all. Hollis, you still have a move action remaining if you'd like to take it. Unless you had to retrieve your rod. I had to retrieve my rod. Ah, okay. Then, since you cannot take a five-foot step in the solid fog, sit I'm good. I don't want to move anyway. I'm, I'm chill. <laughs> I'm happily uh, wedged here in this corner between the seats. Nice, safely wedged. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Citra is going to take advantage of the fact that she is uh, invisible and, and strike fast. this guy. Okay. Uh, but I only probably had the one Kukri out, so I'll still get two attacks though. All right. So don't forget to roll your percentile mischance. All right, that's a 53 on the mischance, and that would be a, <laughs> a yeah. nat 20. Yes! Nice! <laughs> Invisibility cast well. <laughs> Perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Oh, please confirm. Please confirm. Don't yep, forget that's to roll in, your uh, mischance. 81, but a nat 1. <laughs> oh, oh, devastating. devastating. Frick frack. Still okay. an automatic hit. It was still an automatic hit, so. And you're sneak attacking, so there's and it, that. I am indeed sneak attacking with my 76 sneak attack. We need to get lenses of fog cutting. That'd be so I helpful mean, right now. Fog is not a common problem in Osirian. <laughs> We've run True. into it more than once. Um, that would be 29 points of regular damage and four points of electricity damage. Nice. But I could cast fog spells. A strange thing happens. Uh Uh-oh. Citra, you dive to the fore, you swing forward, ram your blade straight into what you're going to hope is a joint, although you miss it by just a fraction. However, you do still score a sneak attack as your blade slams in. For a moment, you feel that nice sensation of your blade just slicing in like butter before it stops. The scarab-headed creature looks down. They have golem bane scarabs. However, your Golem Bane Scarab seems to do nothing to bypass its damage reduction. Oh. What? As you wrench your blade back free. Okay, what? this is a different thing. What the heck? Know what it is, Citra. I can't see it. <laughs> uh, can I can't I see roll? it. I believe in you. Wait, wait, wait. You, okay, they make so is he Kana. bleeding or anything? Is this like a real guy disguised no. as a Golem? It seems right, very well aware um, that you just attempted to use a Golem Bane Scarab on it, though. 
as it is, again, an intelligent construct. It's weird because he keeps reporting things. It's very weird. Well, there's one right behind him. I rolled a 17 for a 29 Arcana. Okay, that's With a good. 29 Arcana. Is there like an anti-Golem Bane Scarab? You are aware that this is a Henshepsu. Okay. Uh, we spoke about the Henshepsus earlier. They're strangely intelligent. Uh, the Henshepsus create, were created in Osirian's first age and were originally built to serve as elite soldiers that never tire, don't need to be fed, and are impervious to common attacks. They're basically made using uh, secrets stolen from the Jiska and Golem creators. Ah, the Osirian's uh, own artificers designed Henshepsus to equalize the battlefield in their clashes against the Jiska Imperium. You may ask, uh, I believe... Hollis was aware of their immunity to magic, which they do possess, as well as what spells overcome their magic. You may ask another question if you so wish. I don't remember what those spells were. Uh, you know that dominate animal uh, causes it to become confused, hold animal slows it, and soften earth and stone cause uh, damage to it. Mm. Okay, but did my golem bane scarab not work on the previous one? Or did I just kill it so quickly we didn't find out? Yeah, no issue with your golem bane scarab working on the previous one. Okay. That's a good question. Can, yeah, can I ask that? Like, what? what is... Why Why doesn't my Golembane Scarab work? <laughs> is that a question I can ask? I'll give it to you. Okay. Yay. You are aware of, and more likely than not, like, you and Hollis probably carried on some conversations after, like, when you rested, where you're just like, man, that hand chipsu was kind of weird. It's like, oh, yeah, and they can do these kind of things. You do recall that Hollis informed you that the hand chipsus are capable of transforming their heads into multiple different heads. Ah. Each head oh. granting the creature a separate power. You believe that in the case of the Scarab Beetle head, it makes it impervious to the effects specifically of the Golem Bane Scarab or any ability that allows a creature to ignore a construct's damage reduction. Lame. Oh, dang it. However, you did de debilitate it, so uh, do you wish to? Yes. Um... I can do two, so let's go ahead and lower its AC and uh, lower its attack. So minus two to the group, minus six to me. Okay. Is there a different thing you could do? Because those are the only ones I ever think of for debilitating. I have a third one where I can reduce its speed, but those are the Oh, ones. okay. Yeah, yeah that's Camper not really going to help us. Yeah, it doesn't usually come into play very one. often. Well, I mean, yeah. it'd be useful if you guys decided to run from this thing. or just like, okay, I've reduced its movement speed. Also, it's in a solid fog. Run. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're hasted. I mean, the only way we're going to take this down is if I get into a flank. Or, I don't know yeah, if Sudi wants to run her. Well, I, I, yeah, a Sudi would have would tell you, like, there's one, what was it, 10 feet behind the one that's so there? Or I, is it but, right Okay, up so that it? would put me in the flank. Oh, so, crap. yeah, you will literally put yourself in the flank. Then again, well, no, them, you don't so. have uncanny dodge because you gave that up for your rogue class abilities. Correct. Yeah. Citra will at least take a five foot step uh, further down the uh, side hallway. So that, you know, it's got to at least come forward. As a side note, you cannot five foot step in solid fog. Oh. Welcome to solid fog. Yeah, so it's basically I like, do I want to hold the line or do I want to expand and hold the line? But I also don't know what's down this side hallway either. So I could get trapped in a flank no matter what. Can we name this episode the one where we hate solid fog? Maybe we should. There may be worse things later on in this fog. episode. Oh gosh, don't don't tease yeah, me. I mean, you don't can attempt that. to dispel the effect. It will dispel it for 1d4 rounds. I mean, so, that would I mean, be that probably might give you some enough. time to finish the fight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Something okay. about. <laughs> my problem my fear is that if I move to the side, something could come down that hallway and then I'd be boned. Well, but at least it'll prevent you from being flanked because you'll be backed up against Sudi if I step forward. It gets a turn first. Uh, yeah. Oh, does it? Oh. Yeah, cuz you moved in the initiative. Oh, that's right. Wait, I thought I moved to right after you, though. You're going to go immediately after Citra. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oh, okay. okay. That's, what I th- that's what I thought. Okay. All right. Then I will go ahead and um, move to the side to at least give Sudi a chance. And then that way we're kind of blocking both hallways and we're defending our magic users. So. All right. Citra, you step around off towards the uh, the left-hand side. As a side note, the golem uh, does state, you know, I won't keep going through all of it, but it does state that you're t- heading left as it continues to communicate with whomever else is in here with it. Sudi Kantar. Welcome to my my abilities suddenly become useful. First off, swift action, switch to pummeling style, or activate pummeling style. Uh, then I'm going to flying kick it, uh, which basically moves me five feet forward and then lets me do a full out attack. <laughs> okay. It's very weird. All that to say. Frickin I will now punch this man. Or kick him with your toe beans. I fully attack this man with my toe beans. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just have you add this in, uh, just because I didn't have to last round with Citrus that she uh, got a perfect 20. You are taking a minus two penalty on all attack rolls in the salt fog. Okay. Because of the resistance. Okay, 56 to get through the mischance. Okay. All right, so then I'm only taking a net minus one, so that is an 11 for a 30 to hit him. A 30 will strike your target. All right. So that is 14 points of damage. Also, I'll I'll go ahead and just add that you're t- also taking a minus two penalty on all damage rolls, as are they, because of the solid fog. Darn it, fog. Okay, do you want me to just keep taking that I gotta that get off? rid of this fog. Yeah, because it's uh, minus two penalty on all melee attack and melee damage rolls. As an interesting side note, uh, what was it? Because we can't swing as fast. You literally cannot make a ranged attack that is not a ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because your arrows just get stuck the arrows in the fog. just hit the solid fog and just goes you and then thunk into the ground. Oh, man. <laughs> man, it would really be a pain to play an archer right now. Um... Assuming you could even see anything to hit it. Um, okay, so, so, yeah, I'll I'll just remove two points of damage every time you roll. Don't worry about it. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, all right, so next attack. Solid fog is a real... Pain in the butt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is a 75 on the mischance, and then I roll a 15 for a uh, 34. 34 will strike a target. That is 16 points of damage, so 14 with the fog. All right. That's a natural one on the roll. So natural one you know. automatically miss. All right. 62 to get through the mischance. And that is a 24. For 24 the will attack. not strike your target, though. Okay. And then my haste attack. 83 to get through the mischance. But I only rolled a 6, so that's a 25. A 25 will strike your target. Oh, hey. Uh, for 12 points of damage. Still standing. Well, I did some damage to him, so there's that. I'll chip, chip, chip away at it. Yeah, pretty much. That's Unfortunately, that's going to be how this fight's going to go. All right. From Sudi, we go to Masika of the Beckon. Yeah, I, I've got nothing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you can't see anything. Uh, Masika is going to reach into the other pouch on her handy haversack and pull out her clockwork uh, songbird. And I'm going to tell it to sing its airy aria. So anybody within 60 feet that can hear it, I think even with the sound reduction, that's still everybody in the party. Yeah. Any ally. So y'all get to pick a uh, plus 10 bonus to your base land speed, a plus one dodge bonus to AC, or a plus one bonus on your reflex saves. Is that an enhancement bonus? It just does not say. Okay. It just says, yeah, it just says each ally within 60 feet that can hear it gains a plus 10 foot bonus to its base speed or a plus one dodge bonus to its AC and a plus one bonus on reflex saves recipient's choice. 
It does say it doesn't stack with any with the same song if there are more than one Clockwork Songbird singing. Okay. Oh, so it's not specifically like an inspiration bonus or anything like yeah. that. Weird. But if, yeah, but if it's not an enchantment if, or if it's not an enhancement effect, then it means that the ten foot movement speed would stack with haste. Nice. Because be it's coming from a supernatural fast. source. Yep. So yeah, Masika reaches into a bag, cranks up this little, little owl. clockwork owl. It so, starts to hoot. Haste gives us a plus one to our AC, and so does this. Yes. Or or this or, does you, you pick. Oh, it's either or. Cool. I choose dodge bonus. And so, since it's a little clockwork songbird, it can sing pretty much indefinitely. <laughs> and that's pretty much all Masika has got right now. All right. I mean, hey, that's that's helping. So the spellcasters hide in the fog and buff the party, bringing us back around <laughs> to the golems. I like that both of you have the you same know. idea. It's like, we should up their AC. Crank, 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 crank. <laughs> I, I love okay now I, I have the idea of like you as like Snow White with like the birds the on her princess, arm you yeah. know but you've got like nothing but clockwork birds yes I kind of love this I mean she is technically one of the like not elders of her tribe but she's like one of the people had lied so I guess technically that makes her a princess you're one of the, yeah you're one of the like head shamans or I'm not sure what your title actually would it's be it's like Moana where she's like I'm not a princess it's like your daughter of the chief you're a princess <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first golem facing off against Sudi right now will go ahead and heft his weapon. Yep, bring it down. He'll power attack vital strike. Yep, well. But minus two. Yeah, 54 is going to get through that. Minus two, minus for power attack, minus additional two because of the fog. That adds up pretty quick. That is still a 33. Oh, just barely even with the boost. Really? Uh. Yeah, my AC is a thirty. My my AC is a thirty normally. Yeah, so <sighs> it's a thirty-two now. Ah, oh, that's frustrating. Thought I was gonna get away with it. <laughs> this is gonna hurt. Bummer. I tried to help you. Yep. Yep. Nope. He was. I, I, I saw him ticking him off, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh, that's thirty-one points of damage as the Owie. mace cracks into your shoulder. At which point, he steps away into the fog. Go ahead and take an attack of opportunity. Hey, I'll take it. Don't forget your 20% mischance. Yeah, yeah. 51 on the mischance. Okay. So that's a 16 for a 35 to hit him. 35 will strike your target. That is 15 points of damage. All right. Silly fog. The second one steps forward out of the mist. Hefts his mace oh, and power attack vital strikes at Sudi. Oh, this is a problem. What's that one's head? It is also again. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they did the scarab. Yeah, they did the scarab so that they could uh, be immune to our uh, uh, scarabs, but golem bane scarabs. scarabs okay, this one is not taking the de debilitating penalty. Nope. So 71 to get through the mischance and a only a 32. Oh, that's on the nose with the buff. Ah, nuts. I'm gonna need healing. <laughs> I. Uh, it's Can't 25 points you. of damage as the mace cracks into you, bearing you down towards the ground. I think you should step back. Sudi, you basically, again, this one steps forward. You It comes out and slams into you. You stumble back. You probably you know, feel Citra kind of pushing you back away. You can feel the footsteps of the one that you just were attacked by just before that one that you struck with your flying kick as it stepped back and then pivoted, turning, as if it's now parallel to where Citra is ahead of you. You then sense a third set of footsteps through the fog, echoing further down the passage. 
as another one appears to be closing or something else. Oh, I'd kill for a greater invisibility right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's another one uh, coming, and that one just looked like it turned towards the hallway that you're in, Citra. Uh, which means this probably loops around. Ugh. I think so. Do y'all want fog? I could try to get rid of the fog. Get rid of the fog, at least Hollis. a little bit. Hollis Starkweather. Hey, it's me. I'm going to try to get rid of the fog. That'll simplify so many things. Mm, it's going to make them All hit right. harder, but... It is well, two points of damage harder. They seem to be hitting me pretty reliably anyway. Okay. You chant and tone, gesture out with a hand. Grab onto the threads of the magic. Um, But I roll a 15 on the die, plus my caster level gets me a 29. Did you roll your mischance? <laughs> There's no I, chance. Thank you. Somebody <laughs> laughed at that. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, this is either going to really be funny or it's really not. <laughs> Should I that work? So, yep. You grab on, you tug on the strings of the magic, and you fill this foosh as instantaneously the fog dissipates around Woo! you. Nice. All right. We only got a couple seconds here, but uh, hopefully this helps. Let me bounce a die to see how long you've got. Because we don't know. Mm, okay. Oh, I hate to suddenly mention this. Stone skin. Y'all have stone skin. Oh, we do. I have love stone that skin. you suddenly mentioned this because uh, stone skin. Why are you saying sorry? We all forgot it. I hundred percent thought forgot I had that. All right, I gotta get myself twenty hit points back. Oh, okay, yay. I don't remember what you. People I forgot hundred percent. You have to keep track of it because when your stone skin goes off, bad things are going to happen to you in this fog. Yeah, good reminder because um, uh, that's yay. a great reminder. So. So, good job, Hollis, uh, dispelling that. And good job, Masika, remembering, like, guys, do you remember? You have stone skin? Oh, yeah, I'm not nearly as hurt as I thought I yeah, was. Yeah, point for Masika. <laughs> it was psychosomatic. <laughs> Sudi's like, ah, oh, Masika, I'm so hurt. Why are you hurt? You have stone skin. Oh, yeah. I'm not as hurt. I'm not I as couldn't hurt. see it in the fog. <laughs> I couldn't see my stone skin. <laughs> I forgot how stony I am. Jeez. <laughs> What a rookie mistake after 176 episodes. <laughs> the worst part is I did have it written down and just it did not connect at all. Oh, my. Heather's like, I'm in the back where I don't really have to think about the stone skin. Heather's got nothing but time to think about all the things we're missing. And all the spells that I can't cast. And Yeah, yeah. I hate that they're immune to magic. All the damage I would not be able to do because my strength score is not high enough. So even if I tried to whap it with a mace, I'd do nothing. Hollis, you do still have move action remaining. I pulled a dagger. You have a five-foot step now if you want to take it. No, I feel like Masika might want to stand there. Okay. Citra Nahamra. I may have a really dumb idea. Are you, are you going to want to get on the other side of him again? I wish I could make you I, invisible again. I have Vanish. Oh. That's I could then action, run though. around the outside, but I don't know where where they're at. Well, if you're vanished, they wouldn't be able to see you potentially. So Well, if... keep in mind, you're running the risk that after this round, the fog comes back. It could. Yeah. I mean, you do have the advantage of uh, 70 foot movement speed between the haste and the bird. Yeah, because, okay, Sudi said there were guys, there's one in front, there's one that stepped back, and then there's one in the hallway, because you said there were three, correct? Yes. Where did he say the three were? He said that one of them stepped and was turning to basically to his right. So a hallway same, the parallel to the hallway that you're, that you're... Yeah, parallel yeah. to where you're going. And then he said that there's another one further down the passage, the direction that they came from. You can't see down that way, although Sudi can now see down to the end of that hallway. The sad part is, is that the only way we're going to take these down is if I risk getting into the flank. But if I can debilitate them, then... You can only debilitate really 
one around right now in the way that this is kind of done, though, right? Well, the I've, the one that's probably coming after me is already debilitated, so if I can maybe move around and take him down with a vanish sneak attack, and then I could move into the other one, even if I'm in the flank, I've got a better AC than you. Yeah, you just you run the risk of being stuck in the fog. That's you know, because well, that's too many. Well, but she at least knows around. where the things are. She just needs to yeah. move through fog. All right, Citra's gonna be daring. All Yay, right, and Citra. She's gonna turn to Sudi and be like, "I'll be right back." And then she's gonna book it down the hallway. <laughs> or sorry, yeah. she is going to vanish. Okay. And then she is going to run down the hallway. That's my pupil. Reaching the end of that, you see a passage continues off ahead of you. Uh, with what appears to be three other branching hallways along the left. Uh, heading south after 30 feet of movement? Yeah. Yeah. You see that the hallway off towards the left intersects with the initial hallway that you were in. Basically where Sudi's fighting, at which point you see the uh, the damaged Henshepsu that you were fighting a minute ago as it begins to walk straight towards you right now, since it is walking seemingly to flank around the outside. The passage also continues down. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception roll, by the way. Yeah, because I'm wondering if Go I just want to... add your trap finding in that. <laughs> oh, no. I hate when you do that. I rolled a 15, which gets me a 39. 39? I imagine you glance down the passage towards that turn before pausing, looking off towards your side and realizing that there is a set of magical runes almost identical. In fact, you would say identical to the ones that you disabled just earlier in the main hallway that you were in that would have dispelled your magical protections a few inches away on the hallway off towards your side. Okay. Um, you currently have momentum if you just want to try to jump over the uh, the trapped square. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. All right. So you've already have... Uh, Wait, do I know what triggers it? Like, is it stepping on it that triggers it or passing it? Like, did I know that? A creature that steps into the square. So if I hop the square, it should be fine. Correct. Okay. I'm going to use my momentum. I've already got 30 feet of uh, movement going. So I'm going to jump over that square. All right. I don't think you need to roll because it's a DC 10 and you get a plus 16 just because of your hasted and enhanced speed. I get a 52. Okay. <laughs> you could leap all the way down to the end of the hallway if you would like. Like a, <laughs> like a Diablo 2 barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So hoppity, 5, 10, 15. So that's... 45 feet of movement. As you reach the third intersection, glancing down its length, seeing a third of the scarabed head golems as it's walking down the hallway in the direction of Sudi now. All right, I'm going to use my last 15 feet of movement to go down that hallway, and I will stop just before the intersection so I can let that guy go by. So I'm just going to, like, freeze, hold my <laughs> breath, and just let him go. Nice! Very well. He's going to turn into that, into that intersection and be like, wait, what's this? From Citra, crouching uh, now further down the uh, the passageway, going, uh, I've got a pretty Id good idea where we're going. Sudi Kantar. All right. Not time nearly to as injured as you thought you were. Yep, and time to remember my class abilities. Here we go. Uh, can these things be stunned if they're intelligent? I, don't, I think they're for constructs they are immune to be. They stunned. are a construct, therefore they are yeah. immune to any effect that requires a fortitude save that does not also affect objects. Okay, all right. So that's what I thought. So I will not stunning fist them. Um, I will do a full-out attack, um, and I'm going to use one point out of my key pool to get an extra attack on top okay. of my uh, hasted attack because monks are crazy like that. Here we go, and I'm not doing miss chances, so I have a much better chance of hitting them now. Okay, Mario. Let's go. All right, um, <laughs> so that is an 11 for a 31. 
A 31 will strike your target. That is 15 points of damage. I will then remember that I have Pummeling Bully, which allows me to get a free uh, maneuver when I hit somebody with my Flurry of Blows to do a combat maneuver. In this case, I'm going to trip him. Okay. All right. All right, so combat maneuver to trip. That's a natural one, so we'll just move on from that and pretend that didn't happen. All right. Oh, it's times like these. I wish we had freaking hero points. Oh, I know. I know. That was a good moment because I was hoping to trip him and then just be like, and I pummel them. I pummel them some more. All right. Anyway, moving on. Second attack. That is an eight for a 28. Oh, 29 because I'm hasted. Uh, 29 will strike your target. Hey. I do 11 points of damage to him. Third attack. Another solid hit. That's another natural one. Jordan, stop. So fourth attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 19 for a 29, or 30, sorry. See, you just have to scold him when he gets a bad roll. I just gotta, <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta neg my dice some more. <laughs> uh, that is 10 points of damage. Haste attack is a 13 for a 24, 34, sorry, I don't know how to do math. 34 will strike your target. That's a problem with the podcast. It I is, uh, so that's 13 points of damage. Then my key point attack is a 14 for a 35. 35 will strike your target. 411 points of damage. Still That's a lot standing. of attacks. You crack your fist into it over and over and over again as it stares down at you. No, nothing! It has some means by which to get through our defenses. It's called being strong! <laughs> strong like stone. Citra's down the hallway, like covering her mouth, trying not to laugh at Sudi. Masika of the don't, <laughs> don't antagonize the intelligent construct. Sudi, Sudi, antagonize him. We're having a stone off. <laughs> stone off. Don't, don't take My this from me, Masika. This is cool. Construct of you. <laughs> How badly is Sudi injured now that we remembered you have stone skin? Oh, I'm not. I'm like 35 points down. I'm fine. Masika, you step around the corner to look down the length to see. Uh, yep, there's a construct. You think maybe there's a second construct? I got a dumb plan and I'm ready to do it, y'all. Please don't. Sudi gets 20 hit points back from cool. my uh, <laughs> healing hex. I like the Masika looks down the hall and goes, nope, there's more of these. Sudi, you're going to need some hit points. This is, this is preventative, Sudi. This is preventative medicine. All right, that's, forward, that's, about, uh, that's, that's about all I got. That that and the bird. <laughs> no, can't do it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Like Sophie's like looking up like, what the fuck is that? Oh, she hear it? <laughs> yeah, she got up out of my lap because she thinks Rick's a bird. <laughs> but that's that's the end of uh, Masika's turn. That brings us to the golems. The one facing Sudi's head shakes violently as every part of the clay reforms into this cat-like head before it lets out a roar. Hollis, <laughs> what does a cat head do? Uh, I'll Unfortunately, Hollis in a didn't identify that previously. Uh, Citra, you are aware because that was okay. your question. The cat head increases its AC by giving it a dodge bonus. Oh, nice. Uh, and as an interesting side note, it gives it an acrobatics bonus and uh, always counts as having a running start when attempting acrobatics checks to jump. Huh, oh, I'm cool. assuming this is more Sekhmet than Bast and yes. this yeah, kitty yeah. head. <laughs> uh, that was a move action, so it'll go ahead and use its standard action to vital strike power attack. Yep. Okay, I don't love it. I'm not here yep. for this. This is not great. Hey, but if it's not a scarab anymore, your golem bane scarab should work on it. Yes. Mm. 
Although the Golden Bane Scarab wasn't necessarily doing all that too much because all the damage was adding up together. And so yeah, it's just it, like, was, it was like it, their DR knocks off, say, the first 10 points of damage that I did. But it's still extra damage. It's still damage. It's, true. it's still damage. Uh, it swings in then with a 36. 36 will hit me. So 34 points of damage as it slams down on you again. The next one will go ahead and move forward. Suda, you can see a uh, the second one, the one that you'd attacked previously, steps around the corner off towards your right, although now it bears the head of a vulture as it begins Weird. to close on you, hefting up its mace. What's a vulture head? Again, I, I'm staying silent down the say, hallway. I, I, I can't. It, yeah, I gave it to you a second ago, but uh, I'll, I'll let Citra know personally. I bet it does death. Extra damage? Improved crit range? Who knows? But unfortunately, Citra's not responding right now. The third one... Decides it's not worth it and leaves? Knowing that apparently you guys have a means by which to even still get through the damage reduction. We'll go ahead and use a move action. Uh, so Citra, you see it pause, shake its head before its head turns into a scorpion. Before that's, beginning to continue to make its way ahead. That's uh -oh. probably a bad one. The scorpion. It does provoke an attack of opportunity as it rounds the corner in front of you. No, I want it to move in. Okay. I was figuring to let right. you know. So you can see the thing closing on you. Great. You got this, Sudi. Masika pats you on the back. <laughs> Hollis Starkweather. All right, y'all. I imagine she pauses, kind of looks up for a second. All right, I got at least more than one round as the fog doesn't return and you look back around. All right, Hollis quickens a displacement on herself. All right. Okay. Then move action, pull the scroll of beast shape three out of my handy haversack and cast Whoa. it. <laughs> Are you getting in the fray? I'm going to be a Dwemer cat because beast shape <laughs> three lets you do a magic beast. It doesn't give me all the cool powers a Dwemer cat has, but it gives me pounce and rake, which is rad. Okay. okay. And it boosts my AC and my strength. So I have a 14 strength now. And uh, next turn, I'll do something cool. That, that's pretty much all of my action economy. So. All right. I will say, didn't expect that. Yeah, that's that's a little unexpected. I Citra can't do anything else. Citra, in her invisible state, is going to move up behind the now vulture, no, the now scorpion-headed scorpion. golem. Uh, for your edification, by the way, the scorpion head means that its mace counts as having the speed special ability, so it basically gets a haste attack every round. Oh, because scorpions Because scorpions can, can move really fast, yeah. And then I'm going to sneak attack back. Boom! <laughs> Get him. And there's no fog, so no mischance. <laughs> So I rolled a 15. All right. Which gets me a 33, which is a threat. 33 Ooh. hits, threats, rolls to confirm. I roll a 34 to confirm. 34 will confirm your critical hit as you launch yourself forward and dive, stabbing your blade into this thing's back. As as far as Sudi knows, he just sees the second one walking up. It's like, oh, crap. And then suddenly it just stumbles and you can just see Citra on top of it as she does that slow revert back to visibility. <laughs> That will be 48 points of regular damage and four points of electricity. Dang. Ouch. I rolled um, very high numbers <laughs> on my Man, I got attack. his attention. A telling hit as you ram your blade into his back. The creature stumbles, hmm. turns and hefts his mace with shocking speed. From there we go to Sudikantar. Okay, well, I'm going to... Basically do the same thing I did last turn and uh, spend a key point to get an extra attack. And uh, I'm going to attack the uh, 
What is he now? Uh, cat head. Kitty. It's cat head. Yep. I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna attack the kitty. I love the mechanic of using a move action to change your head to gain different powers. It's I have to say, I love yeah, that. That is neat. It kind of reminds me of Hunter's tricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really, I really wanted to give one of them a hippo head just because. Hippo heads are cool. I don't know what a hippo head gives them, but it's pretty neat. Not against this party, but generally speaking, it's pretty. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Someone in the Discord posted the whole like hungry, hungry hippo poster, <laughs> 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 where it was like turned it into a horror movie. Hungry, yes. hungry. Good hippos. goodness. All right, let's get these attacks out of the way because we got six of them. Here we go. All right, uh, fifteen for a thirty-six. Thirty-six will strike your target. And he's vulnerable to my stuff, so no more DR for him because I have a golden bane scarab. Correct. I was only applying it once anyway. But. Oh, and okay. I debilitated my guy, by the way. Uh, okay. AC and attack. All right. So 14 points against the cat head damage. All right. A solid hit. That is a perfect 20 for a yes. 41. Perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Uh, that's a 3 for 24, so that's not going to confirm. 24 will not confirm your critical hit. But I still do damage. That is a six on the die for a 14. It's 14 more points of damage to him. Another solid blow. All right, third attack. You continue to pummel in. Punch, uh, that's punch, punch. Another three, so that's only a 19, so that's a miss. 19 will not strike Bummer. your target. That's a natural one on the fourth attack. Dang it. Natural one automatically miss. That's a two for the haste attack, so that's a 23. 23 will not hit the golem. <laughs> Last roll with the with the uh, key point because, man, this has been a bad round for him. Um, okay, so there we go. A 15 for a 36. 36 will strike your target. Okay, so that is 15 points of damage. Is he still standing? He is still standing. I will go ahead and use my pummeling bully away. and my pummeling bully ability to try to trip him. Alright. Here we go. And my dice roll over the place. So I rolled a four, so that's a 22, so I doubt that's going to trip him. I am afraid not. Yep. Well, I tried. Man, these guys got hit points. Well, and as a golem, his combat maneuver defense is so high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Mine's pretty high, too. But Sudi begins to beat this thing down, although it still stands there, weathering the hits as the two cat-headed men face off. Hey, I'm a kitty too now. It's, it's a stone sure. cat fight. I'm a catfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a mechanical catfish. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of cats and fish involved in this. And there's right a chicken. Somebody else, what the somebody get Chitrin on the animal game. <laughs> oh, and uh, I'm the Hollis raven. is a cat right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, good. Masika of the Beckon. All right. Um, I really don't have anything I can really do because these things, their damage reduction is like 10, isn't it? I, you're not uh, sure. We don't know. You believe that it is. Probably 10. Yeah, because the most I can do with my mace is seven points of damage and my staff, my staff of healing hasn't been made into a weapon yet and that would still only be nine points of damage <laughs> at max. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, and none of my magic will work against it. Buff a suity. I don't really have many buffs. I, I came prepared to fight an ice vulnerable dinosaur today. Yeah. <laughs> we did prepare for a completely different thing. That's true. <laughs> Inspiring <laughs> speech. <laughs> Rara, ra, shish kamba, just cheer us on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're not looking at spellcasting, you also have the options of uh, 
Stepping forward and attempting to aid another Sudi by making an attack against one of them to reduce their AC. You could step next to Sudi, take a full defensive action just to give yourself a plus four AC and keep a second one from getting on him. Is there one coming around this long Oh, hallway? yeah, so there's one there's coming There's one down closing this... off the Sudi's right. Yeah, I am planning right on here. going after that one, but it, regardless, I can still move through your space. Your AC is higher than mine, so <laughs> that's helpful. Yeah, Mystica does have a really good armor class. Because um, well, the if golems I, if, are going to go before Hollis. Yeah, because if yeah. Citra and I can get these other two down, that, these that last one's These things aren't easy. immune to fire, are they? They're immune to They're magic. Immune to They're immune to any spell that allows for spell resistance. Oh, and Flame Blade allows for spell resistance, so never yeah, mind. Yeah, I think we ran into this once before. Okay, I am going to move. Masiko will move next to Sudi. Okay. Um, and then take a full defensive action. Yeah. So, yeah, you can step over standard action total defense and get a plus four dodge bonus to your AC. Uh, plus six if you have, I think, three or more ranks in acrobatics. Okay. I don't know if you do or not. No, I do not. <laughs> All right, then, yeah, that's what I will do. And the owl continues to sing. Okay. And I'll go ahead and say for your benefit that you use the total defense first and then move because you do provoke an attack of opportunity as you move. Okay. So that'll be against your AC plus four. Okay. And the haste still is giving me plus. We're still hasted, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. Uh, and you might need it because that was a good roll. Oh. Because it's still power attacking. That's a uh, 38 to hit Masika. Ha ha, no. Not with being full defensive. Nice. <laughs> so you step forward, it swings at you, you knock it to the side with your mace as you defensively step next to Sudi. I like that you just touch maces. You're just like, <laughs> nah. You nah. turn off towards the side and look over at the uh, the Ibis head. Vulture. Or the vulture head approaching you. Did we get what that one does? Uh, you are aware that uh, contact with uh, its mace will now spread bubonic plague. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I've wow. got removed disease, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still, wow. Like, rude. Really rude. That's the uh, That's the end of Masika's turn. That's a war she crime. Is really useless as fight, guys. I'm sorry. Nah, it's, I mean, if you're healing as you're being useful. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the most useful, or useless. It's it's fine. I'm going to go throw my body at things. I was going to say, <laughs> say, golems in general are horrible for spellcasters. So so the vulture-headed one makes its way down the hallway and attacks Masika. Rude. Rude. Yeah, I don't Good know news. how to get to one. This is Good news, they can only do one attack. Bad news, power attack, battle strike. Power attack, battle strike. My AC is a 39 right now. Dang. Nice. Oh, so that last one just barely missed you. Uh-huh. Uh, however, this one only gets a 32 to hit. So. That would miss me without all the extra stuff, so yeah. no. <laughs> Yay. Is your AC normally, what, a 34? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The one in front of Sudi will... Run away. He has nowhere to run to. Well, at least now Sudi's not getting two of them trying to murder him. Yeah. Maybe the cat head's helping. He can't really. He is unaware that you're just rolling poorly. So he'll stick with the cat head. And uh, he'll go ahead and power attack. He'll go ahead and full out attack on that off chance. He'll get a perfect 20 or something. Yeah. Thrown in there. Rolling for crits. Over, he starts that out with a 37. That's a hit. That's 24 points of damage. Ow. Mine. Follows that. Ugh, follows that up with a thirteen, or sorry, that, eighteen. That's fail. Follows that up. That's a good roll, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine will miss me. All right. So it does manage to just land the one hit on you. The other one turns around to face off against Citra and full out attacks. Don't forget, it's got a minus six. Yep. He, you know, and he's kind of aware, aware of that. Stumbling. I guess. Well, no, he can tell that there's something wrong. It got him in a joint, you know. Yeah. Got him in the back of the knee. 
So he's not going to power attack. He'll just full out attack. So that's a 20. No. That's a natural one. No. Oop, there's the other end. However, with, even with that, that's still only a 28. No. So you managed to dodge, roll, duck, weave. Bobbing and weaving. Bring us back to Hollis as this thick, pervasive fog rolls back over the battlefield it's and all of back. you feel this sluggishness roll over you. All right. Well, that sucks. Um, okay. Hmm. Says the cat. Yeah. I can talk. Dwemer cats yeah. can speak. <laughs> they can That's why you cast Dwemer even. cat, right? <laughs> uh, not that that really helps with anything. Well, I thought there would be a place for me to be able to get somewhere and do some attacking, but at this current juncture, I don't think there actually is. Not um, unless you want to do a very risky like maneuver to try to get behind the one that uh, Masika is fighting. My acrobatics is okay, but it's not that good. Yeah. Um, Hollis moves forward to at least be able to see Sudi and Masika. Yep. Although now and with the fog, you can only see Sudi and Masika. Is pretty grumpy about using the scroll with nowhere to go. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything. So maybe you and Masika can switch places. Depends on if the Dwemer cat lets you do more than 10 points of damage. I was going to use the shape to be able to aid you in hitting and to oh. flank with Citra as Citra needed. I see. From there we go to Citra and Ahamra. Well, um, I'm just going to continue hitting it, even though now I'm not sneak attacking, so it's not going to do quite as much. But I still have a Golden Bait Scarab, so I'm doing something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and since I'm here, I at least get two attacks. Oh, can I... No, I still didn't state that I did it. I was like, I should have pulled my other kukri. You could run you... back around the hallway and flank with Masika. It's a long way, though. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like fog, having these guys trapped take you twice here. As long. So, all right, I rolled another fifteen, which uh, is a threat and gives me a thirty-three. Thirty-three will strike your target. Oh, mischance! Right. Don't forget your mischance. As a seventy-nine for the mischance. Okay. And then I rolled. And uh, I rolled a 29, or sorry, I rolled an 11 and got a 29 for the follow-up. 29 will strike your target. Well, I did 18 points of regular damage, one point of electricity damage. All right. All of that's going through as your Golem Bane Scarab kicks back in since it no longer has the protection. All right, and I'll go ahead and use my haste attack. Oh, but that one wasn't very good. Uh, but maybe since, oh, but he doesn't have the minus anymore. Uh, 23. 23 will not strike a target. Yeah, so at least I got one hit in on. So, a solid hit. As soon as you can hear the sound of Missy, and you can actually, or you can hear the sound of Citra, you can actually feel, like, her movements grossly uh, different from the heavy stomps of these golems, the soft, yeah, walking on cat's feet of Citra. Not literal, but figurative cat's feet. <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. Bobbing and weaving. Sudi butterflies sting like a bee. Um, all right, Sudi's going to... I'm burning through these key pool hits, but uh, I need to get more attacks because my dice look is so poor. I need to hit this thing more. You're like, uh, more. So once again, six attacks more. in this round. So he goes all Adam Driver over there. Gosh. Good golly. More. 41 to get through the mischance. 41 will get through the mischance. That is a 14 uh, for minus two because of the fog. That is a 33. 33 will hit your target. That is 12 points of damage. Your fist slams home, finally cracking through this thing as you reduce it to shattered shards of clay. Oh, finally. I take a five-foot step forward before my next attack. You, you cannot take you a five-foot five step, step because of the fog. You can flying kick. Them. I flying kick <laughs> into the <laughs> fog. 
I'm so. This is the times when having flying kids is really useful. <laughs> is when you finish that an enemy and you got more attacks. Yes, fly, you fools. All right, so I fly. Yeah, because you don't have forward. to use that on your first attack. You can. No, use that I don't. It can. I can be between attacks. Correct. And as long as it does not add up to more than your movement bonus. Correct. Yes. All right. So bloop, I fly. I use ten feet of that to fly five feet forward and continue my attacks against the one that Citra and I are now flanking. All right. Flanky flank. That's an eight, so that's going to be a miss on the mischance. 47 gets to the mischance. Yep. I roll a four, so that is not good. An 18. An 18 will not strike your target, even flanked. I kind of figured. 95 gets to the mischance. There you but go. I roll an eight, so that is a... Uh, Dang, that's a 17, 19 with the flank. Uh, 19 will not strike your flanks target. <laughs> I kind of figured. All right, back up to uh, haste attack. 36 gets through the mischance, and that is a 19 on the dice for a 38. 38 will strike your target, though. As soon as he goes leaping forward, it's like, I can't, God, can't get it. Zoom it, Fog. <laughs> Why are you so solid? The scorpion's so fast. Uh, so that is uh, 16 points of damage. Solid hit. Uh, I am going to use my opportunist. Yes! Kill it! So he strikes it, it stumbles, Citra launches forward to the attack. Don't forget your mischance. It'll be a 62 for the mischance. Okay. That is a 19 on the die for a 37. Dang! A 37 will hit your flanked target as it stumbles under Sudi's hit. That's a threat. Hits threats, roll to confirm. I roll a 14 to confirm, which gets me a 32. That will confirm your critical hit. And I am flanking, so... Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Correct. You do have to roll the mischance for the confirmation as well. I missed the thing. Oh. I only got a 12. Uh, It's probably not going to make a difference, but uh (laughs) aha. Maybe maybe don't taunt your wife like that. I'm just saying... Well, I was just going to say, the criticals add up, but the sneak attack is where the damage is. Oh, it's true. Yeah, Y'all's it's true. couch is comfy, but still. <laughs> yep. Then I have to fight one of the cats for it, and it's the fat one, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was a really, really good roll on that uh, sneak Excellent. attack. All right. Uh, so, 20, 30. So that would be uh, 43 points of regular damage and six points of electricity damage. Oh, man. As it stumbles and turns to face back at Sudi, your blade streaks up, finding the point where the scorpion thorax connects with its neck before slamming home as its head cracks free. I could see the scorpion-headed one before. Not in, not with the fog still there. Not with the fog still there, but when you ran past. Yeah, it was further down the hallway. Do I hear that one breaking? I yes. Guess. Oh, Narmer, they killed the one with the scorpion head. Oh no, Stinger Ancient! Oh. <laughs> Rashika, if the head's still mostly intact, retrieve it. Okay. It would look awesome as a table centerpiece. Ew, that's nasty. <laughs> My lord. Just, in, just install a plate on the top of it so it's like a lazy Susan. You know? We can just get you a pottery wheel, you can make your own. Have you seen my flippers? I can't do fine manual dexterity, other than the fact that apparently I have an amazing stealth skill and ability to pick people's pockets. I don't know how that works. Don't Marbles. think about it too hard, Narmer. Once again, as previously established, they're basically slap bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well, that's the end of my turn because I'm out of movement. So, But, man, that was an efficient round <laughs> getting two down, so we'll take it. 
Masika of the Beckon. All right, I'm just gonna provoke. And retreat. Uh, yeah, I think you should get back out of there so we can get in there. Um, I'm gonna provoke and move through Sudi Square to, I guess, get to where the scorpion-headed one was, because. All right. That seems the best way to go. Actually, I don't even know if that. Well, that might have still hit you. I'm not positive. Uh, however, a 12 on the miss chance is going to miss. Yeah. So, and I was going to say I still have the bonus from the bird singing and then the haste. So even if I'm not full defensive, but yeah, Masika runs. <laughs> okay, Masika flees. You still have a standard action remaining once you reach the. Uh, once you wedge yourself between the protective sandwich of Sudium, mm -hmm. etc. Is, is the scorpion head still there? Yes. <laughs> Masika picks it up. Ew. <laughs> but to be fair, there's no body Keep in mind that it is I made mean, of clay. Like, uh, I, I know, say. but still, that was a thing's head. <laughs> uh, well, it's also one of those weird things where, like, it was intelligent, but it also was a construct. We so. will rebuild him. Yeah. From inside of the bag, Sudi, you hear, Shooty, Shooty. What, Nightmare? You stone tail on the scorpion head. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Imagine what he knows. Does Stone Tell work on clay? <laughs> <laughs> Let me investigate this because, it's, I it's mean, sort of what else am I going to use it for today? Y'all, there's another one over here, I think. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I'm a shot of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm a cat. Speaking of that, one steps forward. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Well, actually, my AC is a little better now. There's a cat and a cat man. Cat man hit him previously. I did. Yeah, he's going to go ahead and swing at Catman. That's fine. Yeah, power attack, vital strike. Right, 74 gets through the mischance. That is a 33 to hit. Vital striking. Uh, 22 points of damage. And yeah, I don't believe you have to make the fortitude save since you are a monk and therefore immune to... Bookmark. And if that Wait. wasn't enough, I have the mask, which also makes me immune to disease. So I'm double protected. Ah, oh. double immunity. Very nice. <laughs> From the golem there we go to Hollis Starkweather. Ah, Hollis is going to do things. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, Hollis. Hollis is going Hollis, to do what I think attempt you're gonna do. to aid. What? What do you think I'm going to do? Get in there and block me <laughs> from getting this guy. Hollis is not I'm going to grapple the golem. <laughs> if I grapple the golem, I can rake. But I can't do damage, so it doesn't make matter. It doesn't matter anyway. So anyway, what Hollis is going to actually do uh, as her very cool cosmic looking kitty is uh, claw out at, or I guess bite out at this uh, thing in an attempt to aid whoever is going to hit it next. All right. You just need to hit an AC 10. Uh, that's pretty much impossible. <laughs> I didn't roll in that one. I rolled a 13, which gets me a 23 on my Very bite. Well. So you dive forward. You start worrying at its ankle. You almost actually hit high enough to hit its AC. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> I only had to roll three above average. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so whoever hits it next will have um, plus two. Spiff. All right. Citra Nahamra. So before the fog went out, did I know where that was? Where what was? The the last golem? The uh, well, head? the last time you saw it, it was immediately next to where you're standing now. So you believe it walked back around to where you were whenever you first set off after you turned yourself, after you vanished. You're a big okay. cat biting something. So you need to go back the way that you were when you were vanished. So that's what Citra is going to do. I'm going to run around the outside. So 35, 40... 45, and then I get there. I believe it's a double move. Yeah, because of the fog. Okay, so I double moved to get in the flanky flank. Or at least you hope you're in the flank. Unbeknownst to Citra, you're not in the flank, but you not hope yet. you are. 
Oh. Okay. <laughs> Hollis is not in the way of Sudi, is Hollis's plan. So Citra takes off help. running, circles around, bringing us to Sudi Conta. All right. Uh, so Sudi is basically catty cornered with this around the corner. I don't like that, so I am going to fly and kick to move five feet and get a full attack. So you leap forward. He'll go ahead and take the attack of opportunity. You're just doing that really cheap Liu Kang move from Mortal Kombat. Oh, where he, and it's just like his legs screen. are just like bicycle kicking in the yeah. air. <laughs> How dare you call that cheap? That movie is a gem. <laughs> it's cheap in the video game, man. Well, good news, bad news. Uh, bad news is he gets a perfect 20 to hit. Uh, good news is he rolls a seven on the mischance. So. Nice. Yes, mystery, finally. Poor dice. Reverse that for him as far as good news. Yes. Bad news. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm in position. I will now attempt to attack him. You get a plus Very two. Well. You get a plus two since Hollis is bit onto its so leg. So I'm taking yeah. a... Yeah. That's a sentence I didn't think I'd really ever hear. <laughs> I find it interesting because I think all of Hollis's clothing merged yes. with her, but I think she's still carrying a satchel on her back with a chicken. Yep. Which is weird <laughs> for a giant cat. <laughs> a real odd a couple pairing right happening. now. <laughs> all right, here we go. Sugar is thrilled with this, I'm sure. At least I chose a magical beast. We're all fine. You could have chosen a dinosaur. That is exactly yeah, a 21 on the mischance. To pull that off. All right. Wow. Uh, I roll a six, so that is a uh, 29 with the flank. 29 will strike your target as you launch to the Yay. attack, lashing it out with your flying kick. I do nine points of damage, which is minimum. Very well. <laughs> you manage to kick into the side of the thing. Opportunist goes Boom. off. Oh, yeah, yeah boy. The dives in. Oh, that one wasn't a crit, but uh, <laughs> it was still a 14. <laughs> I like how you and Heather have joined in on the, well, if I roll and it's not a critical, it was a wasted attack. Well, no, it's, it's like that, like, I have that nice crit range, so yeah. it's like when you see the 14, it's like, dang, it's so close. It's different, okay, it's different when it's like a 19 and it's like, okay, I had a 1 in 20 chance versus it's, er like, I have a 25% chance of criticaling with the 15 to 20 critical. Yes, yep. that's why I love it. 30% chance, actually. So I rolled a 14 uh, and I got a 32. 32 will strike your flanked target. Stab! Okay, so that would be 33 points of regular damage and two points of electricity. Nice. nice. As your blade slams into the core of this thing, it vibrates before cracking, splintering, and falling still. Nice. Brad. Sudi, do you need uh, any more healing or are you okay for now? Um, Sudi kind of like looks himself over. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because my entire flesh is stone right now, but um, I mean, I'm definitely a little hurt. And by a little hurt, he's down like 60 hit points, so. So you're in internally. Yeah, so Sudi looks at himself and is like, I mean, my stone flesh okay. is fine, but man, my ribs feel broken. <laughs> Masika steps forward so she can actually see Sudi. And Narmer's right, you, you can talk to this. And she kind of shoves the scorpion into his chest so he'll take it so she can start to spell cast. Um. Is that the creature's head? It appears to be it, yes. Why? They, wa he they want talk me to, to talk it. to the stone, but... It Imagine all the things you've seen. Although we can wait till we're out of this fog, because we don't know how far we have to go, and our magical protection will wear off. That's true. The stone yes. might be able to tell us the way, though. Or it could tell us all about, like, Tishashek's greatest secrets. I think... Like... Like his hair care products or something. I think more importantly, this ability will take me some time because I have to focus on it. About 10 minutes? That's a lot of time when we are on a... What did you say, Hollis? About 35 minutes of acid resistance? Uh, 28? 28 minutes of acid resistance? 
Minus however long we've already been in here. I think we should move on. So, soon he like opens up his uh, bag of holding and just like gently places it in there. We're talking to it later, but yes, we're on a time crunch right now. Plus, I get to be a kitty for another like four and a half minutes. That's what fun. What does your fur this feel like? Like, Sudi walks over strange. and like pets the Dwemer cat fur. What does it feel like? I don't know. Dwemer cat. It, it looks like a galaxy. Excuse me, Sudi. That is a gross violation of someone's personal space. People do it to me all the time. You don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say if it's soft. I imagine it's soft because all kitties are soft. The passage continues way into the fog-filled darkness. I found another trap when I was running around, so we definitely need to keep our eyes peeled for more of that. Well, I think that means that you're going to be in the front, then. We have faith uh, in you. Exactly. All right. Well, you must have run through some of this, right, while the fog was well, gone? I ran all the way around. So it's, it's like a, like a figure eight. Huh. Weird. Well, all right. Lead on. Citra will take the lead, and... Um, it does split into two different directions. We can go... When I was running around to get them, uh, I saw a passageway that went south, and then there is another one that moves east. Hmm. I mean, dealer's choice. I mean, if I if I remember correctly, we came in from the north, right? So south would be further into the mountain? Hill? Wall? The south passageway seems to turn east as well, so but I don't know if it's a parallel passage or if it will turn. Um, I think I agree with Hollis, dealer's choice. It, yeah, we don't have any way go. to know which way it is. We might as well check one. All right. Well, then let's go east. We can always wrap back around if we need to. Or back. You are aware that the eastern passage is the direction that the that at least one of the golems came from because that's where you saw that oh, third right. one walking yeah. out of. Oh, good. So making your way down the passage, turning left, which would be east, and I suppose beginning to make your way. The passage filled with the mist continues ahead. Oh, I would have stopped the bird singing. Fair <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> you put it away before it takes any more acid damage, although it's not taking a whole lot. The passage ahead continues. For some distance, you think you walk a distance of maybe another 50 feet or so before it turns sharply to the right. Reaching the end of this, glancing down the right-hand passage, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Go ahead and add that trap finding in there. Oh, <laughs> this is why we put you first. <laughs> uh, so I rolled a perfectly a average 10 for a 34. Can you try to, can you picture doing this adventure path without a rogue? Oh my God. If you didn't have a rogue in this, this is a very, like this book specifically is a real problem. Yeah. One of the characters dies and then someone plays a rogue. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Citra, you hold up a hand at the last second noticing in the fog and the mist congealed around your ankles as you step forward the similar runes to what you'd seen previously. It looks like another dispel magic trap. Which means that's the third one we found of these. All right, give me a moment. I rolled a 31, but... Nice. Sorry, I, sorry. I start with a 31. Nice. But I only rolled an 8. Not uh, which nice. Which still gets me a 39, though. Okay. Maybe I was about nice. to say, I want to use the dice that Rachel's using where she gets to roll a 31. Can we all? <laughs> <laughs> she reaches into the extra dimension and pulls out the extra 11. Where did you find a 40-sided dice? Um, you pause, look this over, lean down. Speak the command word for the, uh, the gauntlets that you've been wearing this entire time as they fall free. Pull out your picks and then uh, scrape away until you disable the set trap. Okay, good. Do you wish to continue? Yes. You make your way forward, 
The passage here, this branch, only continues for about 10 feet before it turns sharply to your right, which would take you back to the west. Following that, you continue for some distance until, curiously, the passage opens up off towards your left-hand side into a larger fog-filled area. Right, oh, I don't wait. like large fog-filled area. That's a bad wait, That's a bad sign. Wait here for just one moment. Citra's going to leave her party and just, like, quickly kind of, like, stealthy go down the other way just to see if it connects back. Okay. Um, you can tell that the entrance into the side area is about 10 feet wide. Citra's stealthing along. What do you get taking 10 on a stealth check? Taking 10 on a stealth check, I would get a 33. Oh, you make your way quietly down the passage, finding that indeed it does meet, meet up with that last turn that you'd seen earlier. So then I'll return to the group. All right. So basically we figured out that there's no other turns in that first chunk. It looks like everything leads to this doorway. Okay. So the other hallway just reconnects. So this is the only way forward now. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Let's go. Everybody always see a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> As you step forward into the fog, you find that it leads into a chamber not particularly large, octagonal in shape with a wide archway on one side and a single sewn door on the far wall, only maybe 20 feet wide at its widest point and only about 15 feet deep. I'd like to check the door. You don't detect any traps. I think this is the only way to go. I suppose we should there, press on then. Is there anything on these walls? Okay. Is there anything on the door? I mean, there are hieroglyphs on the walls, but they're the same symbols mm. of dedication and prayer between the Akhamenet and the and their Gods. god king, Hakatet. Okay. What about the door? Is there anything on the door? Uh, the door is simply is simple and generally unadorned with the exception of a single string of hieroglyphs forming a single column, simply denoting this as... The Hall of Final Vision. Huh. That hmm. sounds ominous. Everything sounds ominous in the right tone. Let's just hope there ain't fog in there. Hollis flicks her tail, because I think it still hasn't been full five minutes. No? Probably not. Probably not. It didn't take as long to get here. All right. Citra will open the door. If it's unlocked, and if it's locked, then she shall pick the door and then open it. <laughs> Opening the door. The door slides open quietly. You step forward, stepping free of the fog. Oh, oh God. As you step out of the chamber and into a hallway, okay, the fog dissipating back behind you, almost as if it's somehow held in place by an invisible, intangible, well, most of them are usually invisible, but in this case, intangible pane of glass. Huh. As the fog simply rolls up against the entryway and stops. You step free and enter into a hallway about t- 10 feet wide maybe closer about nine feet, with an arching ceiling overhead of close to a little over 15 feet. Each wall of this hall is adorned by ball reliefs showing blindfolded animal-headed men and women, not deities, as they don't have the symbolism of gods, but men and women with animal heads, those of ibises and great cats and crocodiles, Hmm. carrying offerings of tribute. The floor slopes downward, at a notable but subtle incline. At 10 degrees, you know, we'll be 10 feet further down at the end of the hallway. Yes. We, we, yeah. <laughs> Narmer, you can come out of the bag. Okay. He then hops out. So there's Plague Lady and the, how many of his warriors? I can never remember. The six Akuminen. Akuminen. So there may be seven undead shenanigans down here. Yep. Okay, good. Let us see. Let us go forth and find shenanigans. Yep. Yes. 
As you step I do forward, have some undead killy spells because the dinosaur is undead, so... You step your way forward. A voice chimes out of the darkness. What appears to be the voice of maybe an aristocratic woman? Uh, oh, here she is. Turn back now. You are not worthy to gaze upon the magnificent works of the Sky Pharaoh. We've already looked at plenty of his works, and honestly, they're not that impressive. Mostly they were just a sex, I think. A little spellcraft from uh, anyone that has spellcraft. Sure. Not me. <laughs> okay. I got a six. Um, like a I six roll... total? Yeah, because I rolled a two, and I have a four, so Ouch. I got a six. I roll an 18 for a 42. I also Very see well. invisibility on if it's relevant. It is not. Okay. As the voice chimes out, you can tell for a moment all of the hieroglyphs on the walls seem to speak simultaneously. All she recognizes is the effects of a magic mouth spell. Oh. Uh, it's a very low-level spell that's a pre-recorded message. She ain't really here. That's that's just a spell. Oh. Well, now I feel a little silly having answered it. I did the same thing. It's fine. It does tell <laughs> us we're in the right place, I though. wonder if it's just going to keep telling us to, you know, leave as we make our way down this hallway. I mean, it's kind of like a poor man's alarm, you know? But if you had the capability to get down here, I doubt it will deter you. We are undeterred, and we move forward. We're we definitely undeterred. <laughs> well. Citric, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Okay. Go ahead and add your trap finding. And you know what? Go ahead and tell me what that is next time. Oh, oh my god! Oh, climactic check. Teaser for the audience, you really don't want to fail this perception check. Oh, oh no pressure. That makes me feel <laughs> so much better. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.